One of the most exciting things about podcasting is that it's in the middle of a boom. More people are listening to more podcasts every day. That also means that more people are creating more podcasts, literally thousands per day, making it harder for yours to stand out. Thanks in part to the limited number of categories podcast apps use and the ever-growing list of new podcasts being created, it's becoming far harder for listeners to find your content. Now, there are apps like Good Pods doing their part to help, but it's likely there are already thousands of podcasts in your main category and likely hundreds within your niche. In most cases, people don't even know your podcast exists, and unless you happen to get on their radar, they likely never will. So let's think a little bit like a listener for a second. They're searching for a new podcast about whatever it is your podcast niche is about. They open up their favorite app, they type that into the search bar, and they are immediately faced with a long list of podcasts promising to fill that need. Is yours at the top? Now, considering there's only one top spot, it's pretty unlikely. While having some killer artwork could help catch someone's eye as they're scrolling down, that's a pretty passive solution to the problem. Instead of being passive and hoping listeners will come to you, you need to go to them and let them know who you are and what you're about. On this week's episode of the Queued Up Podcast on Podcasting, we're talking all about the need for marketing and some of the things you can start doing today. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Queued Up Podcast on Podcasting with me, your host, Matthew Stevens from Queued Up Audio. Now that you know you need to market, you're probably left scratching your head on where to start. Because this is still a relatively new medium and every podcast is different, there's no golden brick road to success. However, there are a ton of options that are both completely free and paid, each with their own pros and cons. Since the paid options often get results faster, let's start off with those. If you want to get results quickly, you're going to need to open up your wallet. But by using your money to buy reach, you'll be able to spread your podcast well outside your sphere of influence immediately. Though you can do all of these things yourself, I personally advise that you contact an agency like QDUP to manage these things for you. As experts with experience behind us, we have a better idea of what's needed to maximize your money from the start. If you still want to run everything, go ahead. Just a lot of few months of testing different strategies and target demographics to hit that sweet spot. If you're looking for the cheapest way to get impressions, social media ads are the way to go. With literally billions of people on platforms like Facebook, you can get immediate and impressive reach with just a few clicks of your mouse. The problem is that only a fraction of the impressions you're paying for are going to be podcast listeners in the first place. And even when you get new followers, converting them from social media to a podcast app can be incredibly difficult. But if you're looking to build more of a community, or you understand your podcast's growth won't necessarily be your social media's growth, buying ads on social media can be an effective strategy. If you want something that's a little more direct, buying ads on Spotify could be for you. Much like social media, the initial buy-in is relatively low at just $500, and it gets you in front of people that already stream music and are more likely to know about podcasts. Unfortunately, that doesn't necessarily mean they listen to podcasts, and because Spotify currently doesn't allow podcasts to buy ads on other podcasts, there's little you can do to guarantee it. Furthermore, by buying ads on Spotify, you're only attracting listeners that are on Spotify. Granted, 
Spotify is one of the largest podcast platforms right now, but many podcasters don't necessarily want to be tied down to just a single platform. If you want to ensure you're getting seen by podcast listeners, you need to get yourself featured on apps that only do podcasts. Luckily, several podcast listening apps like CastBox and Player FM allow you to book a featured placement. These are often incredibly expensive. Many apps start the conversation at thousands of dollars, and they rarely feature any guarantees on the number of impressions or conversion rate you're going to get. Furthermore, these are really designed for both networks and agencies primarily, so there's going to be a little bit of difficulties with jargon and knowing exactly what you're getting unless you're familiar with those terms and metrics. Now, we also can't forget that just like Spotify ads, you're restricting your marketing efforts to a single app at a time here as well. All of that can make this paid marketing option a tough pill to swallow initially, but there are some pretty big benefits for the adventurous. Where you get a higher cost and some uncertainty, you get the most focused targeting possible. You get people who definitely listen to podcasts, and by placing your ad within your main category, you're getting in front of the podcast listeners most likely to listen to your podcast. That usually means far better conversion rates than any other paid marketing option, which is really what you're looking for if you're spending any money on marketing in the first place. But not everyone has hundreds or even thousands of dollars to drop every month on their podcast. That doesn't mean you can't market your podcast, though. Podcasters still have access to a lot of great free podcast marketing if they're willing to do the work for them. Now, free doesn't mean completely free. Instead of exchanging money for reach, you're going to be exchanging your time and effort to find bunches of smaller opportunities. Now, these options are great for the new podcaster and for those working with a small or not even non-existing budget. Though it will take longer to see results and you'll need to commit even more time in a week to your podcast, the end results are definitely worth it. The listeners you attract in these ways will often be the most loyal ones. One of the great things about podcasts is that they're often a deep dive into a very specific topic. Whether it's business culture, parenting, interesting facts about bugs, or a series of scary short stories, you likely had a very particular interest that spawned your podcast. Lucky for you, millions of other people are just as interested in that thing too. You just need to get in front of those people. And here's where networking comes in. Networking isn't reserved for entrepreneurs and those looking to climb the corporate ladder. Technically, everyone who is active in a group is networking with the other active members in that group simply by talking and sharing ideas. It's time for you to start networking. Now, this can be as simple as joining a Facebook group or a subreddit or a local meetup group about the topics central to your podcast. For instance, if you have a Star Wars podcast, Look at joining groups that love Star Wars. It's the exact people you're trying to reach anyway. The positive here is that this should be something you're passionate about, so it shouldn't be a big stretch for you to want to talk about it. And because it's a relatively passive activity, in other words, one that can be done freely when you have some time, it's not really difficult to do either. But that passivity is also one of its negatives. Since you shouldn't be joining groups just to spam your podcast around, I'm going to repeat that do not spam your podcast in groups. It's going to take time to make a bit of a name for yourself within those groups and earn trust. But that's when you can really start to convert people to listeners. However, that too is one of this podcast marketing method's weak points. There's no telling how many people within a group listen to podcasts in the first place. That means it's unclear exactly what your return 
on that time will be in any given group. The positive spin on that is that the people you do convert should be your most diehard fans and will be more than willing to share your podcast, exponentially expanding your reach organically. This episode of the Queued Up Podcast on podcasting is brought to you by Queued Up Audio. We're a full-service audio agency that specializes in podcasts and audiobooks. At Queued Up, we believe podcasts and audiobooks are an art form that deserve the dedication needed to make them shine. If you're interested in either starting a new podcast or audiobook, or you just want to take your project to the next level, go to mypodcastagency.com and get in contact with us today. Again, that is mypodcastagency.com. Newsletters and reviews might just be the most underrated, often forgotten about podcast marketing option available to independent podcasters. That means you should be using that to your advantage by pitching your podcast the right way. We recently had Lauren Passell, the creator of Podcast Marketing Magic and Podcast the Newsletter, on our sister podcast, Podcast Industry Experts. You can find the link to that episode in our show notes, on our website, or just search for Podcast Industry Experts on the podcast app of your choice. But we talked to Lauren specifically about newsletters, from how you should pitch to the amazing stats her own newsletter generates. It was an eye-opening conversation that only further proved the value this type of outreach can have while being completely free. All you have to do is create a good pitch and send it off. Yep, that's it. An email, that's all. Of course, there's definitely more to it than that. But with a little time spent on a well-crafted pitch to the person you're emailing, you can get in front of podcast listeners actively looking for new podcasts to listen to. Even among the paid podcast marketing options we discussed, few put you in front of that group. But if it was only positives, those reviewers and curators would be overloaded with pitches. Though newsletters and reviewers get you in front of podcast listeners, that doesn't necessarily guarantee they're going to be interested in what you've got. The effectiveness of any newsletter or review has more to do with the audience they bring in. If these curators typically only cover true crime podcasts, your Dungeon and Dragons podcast might not get a ton of listeners by being featured. Now, it's an easy problem to solve, however. You just have to pay attention to who you're pitching to and choose the ones that make sense for your podcast. But with a limited number of people putting out these newsletters and reviews, you can pretty quickly run out of people to pitch to. That really just means you need to spend the bulk of your time making your pitch absolutely amazing so you have a better shot at getting featured by the few people you do contact. Appearing on podcasts is one of my favorite marketing tips. It can be one of the most effective things to do and can quickly grow an audience if you do it right and get just a little lucky. As the host of a podcast, you should be at least a little charismatic and comfortable talking on a microphone to an audience. And since we're trying to solve the problem of getting people to know you and your podcast exist, why not just appear on another podcast? There are plenty of podcasts out there interviewing people. Because their podcast content revolves around the guests they have, the hosts of these types of podcasts are constantly looking for new and interesting guests. If you have any special insights or are a professional within your niche, you're likely a great prospect for interview podcasts. And just like newsletters, it can be as simple as creating a pitch and sending it to podcast hosts. But to have the best shot at getting a reply back and actually seeing results from your appearance, you're going to have to do some homework first. Like the rest of these free podcast marketing ideas, this is where the difficulty comes up. In order to not pay any money, you're going to need to research a ton of podcasts to find a few that do interviews, cover relevant topics, 
and have an audience worth going after. While there are likely a lot of podcasts that check all three of those boxes, it's up to you to find them and contact them with a pitch so good they can't help but get you on there immediately. The great thing is that you're getting in front of podcast listeners already interested in what your podcast is about. And depending on how much you narrow down your criteria, you can get as specific or as broad as you want when targeting listeners. And because it's just you talking, listeners already know what they're getting, so they're more likely to stick around for the long haul. Last is the good old-fashioned promo swap. Just like it sounds, you're connecting with another podcast to put a little ad on each other's podcasts. You get some promotion from their podcast, and they get some from yours. Now, a lot of people hesitate right there, believing that means you're sending your audience members away. That's not necessarily true. Unlike a lot of other mediums, podcast listeners will listen to multiple podcasts within a category at the same time. Whether it's small differences in format, or the host's voice, or the podcasts cover the same broad topic but tend to focus in different areas, podcast listeners aren't afraid to really take a deep dive on something they like. That's great news, unless you have a bad podcast. Doing a promo swap doesn't necessarily mean you're sending listeners away, but if your podcast is weak in production and or content, you very well could be pushing them to another podcast. But I'm going to assume you've already been focusing on these areas. If not, that's going to be a far more pressing problem than any marketing efforts we're discussing right now. There are real problems with promo swaps, however. The biggest one is that as you start to deal with podcasts more popular with your own, you're going to run into fewer willing to do a promo swap with you for free. It puts a bit of a cap on what you can do, but it's still an incredibly easy and effective way of getting your amazing content in front of more people who might help spread the word even further. Look, podcast marketing doesn't have to take a ton of time, effort, or money to do properly, but it does take a commitment to actually doing it. And no, just posting on social media is not marketing. If you put the same amount of time and money into promoting your podcast as you do creating it, you're going to be growing your audience in no time. Now, as always, get out there and create something amazing. And if there's something that worked for you, hit me up at Matthew S underscore pod on Twitter or reach out to us via our website. Oh, and don't forget to head over to the queued up audio Twitter profile to sign up for our newsletter where we give even more helpful podcast tips and tricks. Thank you very much for listening to the queued up podcast on podcasting. See you in two weeks.